Hey, Haley, just for the intro, I'm going to do the intro right now. They can hear you pulling the Oh, so don't cook off. for you? Don't cook this amazing <laughs> meal I'm preparing for you while you sit there and get wasted? Okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> this would be great B-roll, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is going in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for cooking for me. Tell, tell me, <laughs> I love her still. Welcome to the Beer and Loving Podcast. My name is Pete M. I'm joined, as always, by my brother from another mother out in Denver, Colorado. And today we're joined by our friend Nick McCormick, who runs the blog Drink Blog Repeat at drinkblogrepeat.com, and he's also located in Columbia, South Carolina. Welcome to the show, Nick. Thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being here. Yeah, glad to have you on. Like we were saying kind of before the show, it's always fun to get to shoot the breeze with some people that you've known kind of virtually for a while and and then uh, get this more personal interaction, I guess. Yeah, you get the perspective from Trump country today. Oh, sweet. Is that, I haven't even been paying attention to the primaries. Did he take it down there? Uh, yeah, pretty handily. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Well, that's about as political as I think I'm ready to get on this show. So. Yep, that's it. Good to know. a postcard from Trump country soon. <laughs> Wait, what? I, oh, he's talking to Nick. Send me a postcard from Trump country. Oh, yeah. I want to. I greetings Trump. from, and then it's like a piece of his fake hair or his really shitty hair. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, politics, whatever. So good to have you on the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you uh, drinking anything tonight? Actually, I know you uh, had mentioned you were coming from uh, a meeting that sounded like you're doing like a beer week thing or something. Yeah, actually, it's, it's going on in my living room right now. I've, I've kind of cornered myself in my office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm the president of a nonprofit called the Midlands Craft Beer Supporters here in Columbia. And we're uh, the group that puts on Soda City Suds Week, which is... Uh, Independent Craft Beer Week in Columbia. Um, we're in our second year now. Um, this year, we'll be having it on March 18th through 26th. Um, so we're kind of getting down to the last month or so before the shit hits the fan. So <laughs> we'll be... Um, oh, by the way, I assume profanity is okay on this. Absolutely. Good. Okay. I should be fucking pissed if you didn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, it's going on. My, the planning session is going on in my living room right now. We've got our board meeting, um, so we we released our calendar of events last week. Um, we had a big bottle share at a local beer store called Craft and Draft on Saturday to raise some funds, and we're just kind of getting down to the, the last few details before everything gets up and running. That sounds pretty badass, and also just a lot of logistics and stuff. Yeah, it was you know. Started a year ago, um, there's beer weeks in, in Charleston and Greenville, the other two big craft beer cities in uh, South Carolina. And we, I, I knew a bunch of people in both those places that had kind of planned the weeks and run them. And we asked them, well, how would you get your beer week started? We want, kind of want to do one in Columbia. And they said, well, yeah, we just asked around and we had people that made recommendations. And it was just a couple of friends that got together and said, hey, why don't we do this? And that's how it was for us. And now we have a registered nonprofit organization that runs everything. Um, and we had, I think we had maybe like 30-something events last year. Uh, ended with a big beer festival, which has become a kind of a, a staple of 
the Columbia beer scene now, it's a year old and people like the day after were asking when it was going to be around next year. So, uh, yeah, people were really excited about it and we're excited to put it on. And, um, we've got everything from, uh, you know, just your usual kind of tap nights and beer and food pairings to, uh, beer festivals, like I mentioned, and we'll have a, a beer mile, the, where you run a quarter mile and you drink a beer and then you run another quarter mile and yes. drink one. <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, we'll have a wiffle ball tournament. We'll have uh, kind of crafting sessions. There's all sorts of things, but uh, it's really cool to kind of be uh, involved in that. And with me being uh, behind the blog, people kind of, I guess, trust my opinion and, and where I'm coming from and the, uh, the betterment of the beer scene. So it's cool to, to be behind the scenes in that and, and see how everything kind of comes to fruition. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope that all like, you know, comes together smoothly and cleanly. And are, are you going to run the beer mile yourself? Uh, I'm considering it. Uh, <laughs> that is the same day. It's going to be on our last day, which is the same day of, as a cream of the crop, the big beer festival. So I'm not sure if I'd be, be willing to, to run a beer mile and then go to a beer festival. I'd, I'd probably die. <laughs> <laughs> put it lightly but <laughs> i watched that video recently of the guy who set like the most recent record or whatever of the beer mile and it just it looked insane i mean i running a mile on its own to me is no small feat but to do a quarter of a mile then chug a beer and then do another quarter of a mile i'm pretty sure i'd be spraying foam pretty much after about the half mile mark the whole way yeah, and there are rules like you. It has to be a certain ABV. You have to chug it yourself, and you you have to hold it over your head afterward to show that you've drank the whole thing, and then go and like no one else can tamper with your beer. You can have someone there helping you, but you can't like they can't, I guess, tamper with it. Maybe like pour water, and it has to be opened <laughs> right then and there. Like there are reg- there are regulations for a beer mile. They are really fucking serious about this stuff. So. No, no performance enhancing beers or anything like that. If they slip some HGH no. in the there ABV or something. have to be? You said I like, yeah. I was just about to puke just listening to you guys talk about it. But like, what, what does the ABV of the beer have to be? I don't know. I think it has to be maybe around like 5%. I don't know if you could do like a session beer, like something that's yeah. like three or four. I mean, they want to do it like in a five to seven range. Now the beer mile that we're going to have, the guy who's running it, uh, figuratively and literally uh is going to do different i guess like groups like you can do session beers you could do ipas or whatever but then he also wants to do people who want to do like high gravity 11 to 15 percent beers (laughs) and see if they can actually survive which i think would be really fun to watch yeah i think that's genius (laughs) it's like it's like a a, like a weight class almost in like boxing or something you know you're going with uh you know the lightweights down at this end and you get the heavyweights down at this end and exactly see who uh who does what that's i'll be following to see how that turns out man that sounds awesome I mean, I'd love to shotgun a four pack of ten fifty while I'm doing that, but I'd probably, <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't think I'd even make a quarter after that. Yeah, really, that would be. What do you plan on doing, Nick? Like, if you if you actually run this, what beer do you plan on drinking? Oh, gosh, um, my go to, my I guess my go to, depending on the ABV requirement uh, for something like that, would probably be Westbrook Goza, just because it's so easy going down and it's. It's low ABV and it's it tastes more like lemonade than anything, so I think that would be a good one to kind of chug quickly. I could see that be refreshing. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see that. I, I think Goza. I was going to think Goza as a style would be pretty decent, just because of that refreshing factor and then the low ABV. Uh, 
Yeah. The only thing I would be worried about for me personally is even even the slight acidity on a Goza, if I'm running, could come back and kick me in the ass eventually. Just be like, by about a three-quarter of a mile, I'll be like, Erp, and it's just yeah. hanging there in my esophagus like a lead weight or something. You yeah. puke acid. I mean, I puke acid anyways. That's nothing new. It's it's the lead-up to it that's the worst part. The actual puking part's not even so bad. It's the anticipation that sucks. Yeah. I think my most in a sitting one night was... 15 cans of goza so oh my god yeah holy shit that was it wasn't a bad night it was a football game so yeah you got to drink a lot and it was on a thursday it was a college (laughs) game so you've got to drink way more for college yeah you gotta you gotta let them know you're still there for me by (laughs) drinking as much beer as humanly possible my justification was it's only four percent yeah exactly it's that's only like you know 10 (laughs) beers instead of 15 on the grand scheme of things <laughs> yeah. by my rudimentary math <laughs> so uh you drinking anything right now or uh you know for the meeting or are you guys you know trying to keep it respectable on a tuesday night no uh well you can't have a beer week meeting and not drink um but, but uh right before i got on with y'all i grabbed a can of uh coast dead arm pale ale it's uh from coast brewing company down in north charleston it's like uh five percent or something it's uh, 90% organic pale ale. Um, the distributor that I work for in South Carolina represents Coast along with a, a bunch of other great breweries um, in South Carolina and outside. And uh, Coast went through this whole big renovation recently uh, and put in a brand new canning line. So they're doing all their uh, seasonal beers and one-offs in cans now. Uh, nice. that dead arm is one of them. Um, I'm sorry, it's 6%. I'm looking at the website now. There's a big difference. Okay. Five. Um, but it's just a really good straightforward pale ale. It's got, um, Pilsner Vienna and wheat malt, uh, with a little bit of oats and cascade Chinook and Columbus hops. So it's just, nice. like I said, just a good straightforward pale ale. Um, and having it in six packs now in cans is, is really convenient because they used to do all their stuff just in bombers and it was kind of limited and not really that fresh but this can is maybe not even two weeks old so it's it's nice to kind of pop one open after the end of the day yeah i really like that cans are becoming a thing again it's just i mean it, it just it's so much more convenient for a number of reasons to me it just it, it's got that classic 70s dad feel not that i'm a dad or anything but if i ever do go down that route, just come home and (laughs) pop one open and, uh, you know, have the can. And then, you know, for outdoorsy stuff, I like to snowboard and, you know, mountain bike and stuff. And it's way more convenient to snowboard around with a six or 12 pack of cans on your back versus glass. And it's more easier to dispose of the evidence once you're done. So (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's a good little trend there. Yeah. I'm not a dad, but I got that dad body. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just do a commercial for dad bod? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of what I was going for. Certified dad bod. <laughs> yeah. Just cracked up in a parent hot box brown. See, you can I, be... it... what's, what's that, Pete? I was going to say, I uh, I wanted to drink coffee tonight because, as you heard, Lee is cooking. She made breakfast food. And uh, I wanted coffee, but I don't want to be up all fucking night so i got a beer that tasted like coffee so i get drunk i won't stay up all night and i get to eat breakfast food while drinking coffee so it's a win-win nice you did it better than me i'm still cleaning up the bush heavy i brought or i bought a couple weekends ago when we went to crested butte and then uh 
<clears throat> once I get done with this, I do have a very special, special beer that was given to me by my friend Joe. It's an icy light, as in Iron City Light, which is oh uh, nice from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it's brewed by Pittsburgh Brewing Company in Latrobe. And uh, oh, did it even give some calories and stuff on here? The uh, analysis is 95 calories, 2.8 grams of carbohydrates. And I'm looking for an ABV on this bad boy, and it's not telling me shit about that. So I'm going to go with it's somewhere in the five-ish range as a guess, <laughs> but. I, I felt like I needed to drink this like with a terrible towel or something waving over my head, but uh, I don't have any of that stuff, so we'll just see. Wait, what's it? What's the terrible towel thing? No, it's some. It's the towel Pittsburgh uh, Steeler Steelers fans uh, wave. It's there. Wow, you can really tell I'm a football fan, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to research that one myself. <laughs> no, it's it's the Steelers equivalent of of our octopus for hockey, Pete. Oh, gotcha. Okay, it all makes sense. So if I don't think they throw it on the field when they're winning, they just wave it in people's yeah. faces. Well, they're a little bit more respectable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they don't throw carcasses out onto the field. No, that seems a little bit more, I guess, friendly, animal-wise yeah. or something. Probably don't get as many letters from PETA. Mm-hmm. You just smack the guy next to you with your towel yeah. on his face. Especially if he's from Cleveland. Then you're like, hey, man, just let him have it. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, being in Columbia, South Carolina, Nick, what, uh, <clears throat> I know, I, like I said, I've, I've followed you on Twitter for a while and, uh, you might've been one of the early people I followed years ago. I just, I've, I've seen you announce a lot of breweries opening and I feel like I've, while not being there, witnessed a whole lot of brewery openings in, in your area. Is that a fair statement or are I just selectively reading? Well, in in Columbia, um, we've gone from zero uh, breweries. We we have a brew pub, uh, Hunter Gatherer, which has been on Main Street, which is right up by the University of South Carolina campus for, I think this was their 20th year. Um, So they've been around for a while, but as far as production breweries, we've gone from uh, zero to three in three years and we're on the cusp of having, I think, two to three more open up wow. with j- this year alone. Um, so it's been really great. Nice. And I don't, I've been trying. I'm trying to find the exact numbers as far as uh, statewide growth. But we've gone from, I think it was something like maybe five or six breweries to we're on uh, the cusp of like thirty to thirty-five at this point. Um, yeah. Things are really growing. Again, I think that those numbers are a little bit off, but it just shows that the growth has been ridiculous in South Carolina. Back in 2007, uh, we had our uh, quote-unquote pop a cap law, which increased the uh, maximum ABV that a brewery could make uh, or or a beer that a brewery could make was from 5% to I think it's now 17.5%. So... (laughs) That probably there's, helped. There's a big, big swath there that uh, you can actually make use of. Um, but basically what that did is it allowed the breweries that were in South Carolina to actually start making a good product. Um, and breweries that were outside of the state could start shipping their product in. So before that, we didn't have any 
really any oh, craft no breweries. Shit. No, yeah. So it wasn't just for producers inside. It was you could not sell beer in the state that was above this cap. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I've heard. I've been just learning about the funky laws of various states. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, that one's right up there with Florida's growler law. That it's it's kind of really weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So after that, we had this huge influx again. Like I remember when Magic Hat first came to South Carolina, it was just people went fucking insane. Like, oh my God, we finally get Magic Hat. And I was like, what's this? And they go, this is really good beer. And I go, yeah, it is. And I look back and go, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it's not, all relative. Exactly. But it, yeah. I mean, it was to, to kind of that, that, get that influx in. And breweries were able to start doing tours and tastings. And the... The way it was set up for breweries in the state was you could sell something like 288 ounces per person per day to go, which I think is like four growler fills or something like that, four okay. full-size growler fills. But if you were on-premise, you could only have four four-ounce samples of beer, so 16 ounces total. And that was among whatever they had on tap. You couldn't get like four of the same beer, the equivalent of a pint, and drink that. You had to do a sampling of whatever they had, and it had to be in conjunction with a tour. You had to actually go and see the facility that they were brewing in. You couldn't go and, just to buy a beer. You had to go for basically another purpose, and then yeah. the beer was there, kind of just a byproduct of that that visit. Right. You weren't actually – You weren't. it's kind of like what it is down in Georgia. In Georgia, when you go to a brewery – you pay for the glass and the tour and you get beer as kind of a, a bonus. You're not paying for the beer because legally you can't pay for the alcohol. So yeah, it's well, the South is really fucking weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, in, how's the, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I keep going. Uh, I, I was gonna say in 2013, we passed our pint law and that increased yeah. the on-premise cap from 16 ounces to, uh, 48 ounces so you you went from a flight of four samples to three pints per person per day at a brewery and you could still do the tour uh you could still take a shitload home with you but you could actually go into a brewery in south carolina and buy a pint which was unheard of at that point that's still uh, mind-blowing to me that it took up until 2013 for you to be able to just go and buy a single full glass of beer right <laughs> somewhere exactly. And then things kind of took another step in 2014. Uh, we had this, it's the quote, Stone Law. So when Stone was looking for an East Coast brewery, they were looking at South Carolina pretty hardcore. Um, but the way that our laws were set up is breweries and brew pubs are completely separate in the law. So brew pubs, you can sell as much of your beer as you want on premise. You can sell as much as you want to go home, but you have a cap of how much you can brew in a given year. Oh. Uh, and, and you have to serve food, whereas if you're a brewery, you have a much higher brew cap for the year, but you can't serve food, you can't sell beer to go unless it's, um, well, you know, you could actually sell bottles and growlers. So you could sell a certain amount of packaged product to go, yeah. but you couldn't sell more than 16 ounces per person on site um, until the pint wall passed, and then that went up to 48. What the Stone Law did was, uh, Stone was looking to kind of open like a, a bistro and garden sort of thing like they have out in California at whatever place they chose for their East Coast satellite brewery. Um, and our laws were set up in a way that they could not be a brewery and a brew pub in the same facility. 
So we passed this law that basically said, if you are a, quote, brewery and you serve food in this certain section of your facility, then you can serve as much beer as you want. You can sell as much as you want to go home. You have a higher cap on how much you can brew in a given year. And everything was hunky-dory. And then Stone eventually went to Virginia, which kind of pissed <laughs> people off. Yeah. But but what it did was for uh, for for breweries, for example, if they built a kitchen in the brewery or in a separate, like nearby the brewery, yeah. they could serve as much beer as they want. So now if you go down to Holy City in Charleston or if you go to Riverette here in Columbia, they have kitchens on site. You don't necessarily have to order food, but you have to give visitors the option of being able to eat if they want to. Yeah. So if you go to these breweries, you can drink to your heart's content. Whereas if you drive to the brewery down the street that doesn't have a kitchen on site, you're still limited to three pints per person per day. So wow. we've taken a lot of big steps. I would argue that we're one of the most progressive states easily in the southeast, possibly within the entire country. But we've got a, we've got a way to go. Um, we've definitely made a lot, a lot of strides in the past just few years. Yeah, man. That's, I, it's, it's fun to hear about this because, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. That's where – Pete is still as the introduction explained, but, uh, yeah, I mean like it, you'd have your breweries there that most of them that I can think of would have a little, a kitchen of some sort. I mean, when places like founders, when I remember when I first started going there, I'm pretty sure they served like cheese and meat trays. I don't, I mean, I'm sure they serve some sandwiches and stuff, but it wasn't until they started really growing that they were like really pushing the, the food aspect of it. So it's like, I've never known that restrictive nature of, of some of those laws and stuff. And then I move out to Colorado and, you know, most breweries here, there's only a handful that really do serve food and stuff. Mm-hmm. Most every other brewery out here, I've learned they do a, a warehousing and manufacturing license for the uh, alcohol. And then they, they have food trucks out here. So, I mean, there's like a huge food truck industry of its own that go to different, you know, food truck will be at a different brewery every night. And I don't know, we've got some like 50 or 60 breweries in the greater Denver area these days. So, it's, you know, that can sustain itself, its own little crazy market of, of eatery there. And that's more of a, it's more of a, a, a benefit to the patrons. You know, you can bring whatever food you want in, or you can go to the food truck or whatever. doesn't matter to us. Here's our beer, do it up. So it's, it's just kind of wild how it's different every every state in a sense because of those local laws. Yeah. Well, if, if you cross the border into North Carolina, they legally are required to offer you food at every brewery you go into. I'm not sure if it's every bar. I know in South Carolina, you can't be called a bar unless you offer food. Now, no one really goes to a lot of these fucking dive bars for food or anything, but <laughs> they'll offer you cheese fries or wings or whatever. But in North Carolina, uh, I've been at, uh, at breweries just sitting at the bar and someone will walk around with a giant bucket full of like bags of chips and say, do you want one? And if you say no, they go, okay, and just walk away <laughs> to the next guy. But they've offered you food and that's yeah. pretty much it. They don't have to do anything more than popcorn or peanuts or chips or whatever, but they are giving you the option of something. So, I mean, that's just the, the weird beer laws of the South and you know, that's just one of the many weird things about this region. So... Yeah. Can't they circumvent the food thing by having like a designated and can't because there's something about Sunday 
too. You can't drink on Sunday, or at least it used to be you can't serve alcohol on Sunday. I remember having to drive to uh, North Carolina to get beer on Sunday. We used to have uh, the blue laws are are, uh, still a thing in in South Carolina. Um, In a lot of places, it is illegal to sell retail merchandise to anybody before noon on Sundays. So if you walk into a Walmart and you try to buy groceries, you're fine. But you try to buy a T-shirt at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, they'll go, nah, you can't sell it to you. <laughs> it's, I've actually I've been in line at, back in the college days when I actually went to Walmart late at night for certain things. Uh, I, would, I was staying in line and I had a, you know, some snacks or some you know, groceries or whatever. And then at the end of the line, I had a, like a CD that I was picking up for somebody. And they were scanning everything, and it was 11.59, and it, the clock changed to midnight, and they scanned the CD, and they said, sorry, can't do it. Oh, God. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> that would make I, me so mad. And I was like, I was in line, and go, no, sorry, it's after midnight, I can't sell you this. So if I came back at 12.01 p.m. the next day, it'd be fine. But I've also been in, in restaurants, or not restaurants, but, uh, but grocery stores and convenience stores, where I've seen someone standing by the beer cage with a giant chain looking at his watch, and as soon as it changes to midnight, he strings the chain through the the handles and locks it up so no one can get into the <laughs> the alcohol after midnight. So things have changed. I think it's a lot more lenient now, and and local governments have the ability to actually suspend the blue laws, which a lot of them do because it's just stupid to not be able to to go into a store and buy anything that you would need to. I mean, the whole purpose is that during that time you should be in church, yeah. which is just right. not, not really super practical or anything. <laughs> not that people don't go to church or shouldn't go to church, but you know, if someone needs to go to the store for something important and they can't get it like alcohol on uh, Sunday, that's important. That's very important. <laughs> for, the, for the Catholics, that's a super big part of it all. So, I mean, you can't, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It wasn't until a few years ago that beer stores were allowed to open up on Sundays, and some some remain, you know, closed. They don't they want to give their employees a day off, or that's totally fine. But a lot of I respect that. Yeah, a lot yeah. of like uh, gas stations and and places will be able to sell beer now. Now, grocery stores they could sell wine. Wine was totally fine, but <laughs> okay. but li- obviously liquor is there's no liquor sales on Sunday. That's not okay. But beer and wine are okay now. It's it's weird. Yeah. Aren't there like drinking clubs too? I remember when my parents were down there before they moved up, they were like, we can't drink on a Sunday, fuck this. And they found a way that you can like drink at a drinking club. Like if you pay to be a member there, there you are, can drink on yeah, Sundays. You, there are private clubs, quote unquote yeah. private clubs. And as long as you pay a membership fee, which is maybe like a dollar. It is. It's like a dollar for a year. Like it's yeah. just nothing. But you <laughs> you have to pay something so you're like quote unquote member. Yeah, membership exactly. is there. Yeah. And the way that the way that works now is there are private clubs, but it's so you can actually smoke in bars because smoking oh. in bars is illegal in South Carolina. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, if you pay your dollar, you can go and you know smoke up while you're playing pool and drinking PBR or whatever. Nice. Also, I was going to ask you. Uh, you uh, reminded me of RJ Rockers when you were talking about the uh, them hiking up the the ABV allotment on beer because mm-hmm. they used to just I used to love RJ Rockers and they started distributing in Michigan and the three beers you could get were the Patriot Pale, the Brown, and the uh, Bell Ringer, which they made in like honor of the fact that you could make a beer that was higher than than five percent. Then they just stopped distributing in Michigan. I totally forgot about them until we started talking about 
South Carolina tonight. Have you been up there? Have you heard of how they're doing? I haven't heard I've, anything from RJ Rockers. I've, I've visited them once. Um, I was up there maybe a year and a half ago for a wedding. Um, one of the good, or I guess one of the benefits of running this blog is I've met a lot of amazing people within the brewing industry, and the folks at RJ Rockers have been some of the best. Um, just from the start, and it's not so much of an, from the standpoint of, oh, if we're friends with this guy, then he can put our name out there. It's just, you know, he's a nice guy. He's helping us out, and the least we can do is, you know, help support him and, and give him thanks for doing what little he does to help spread the word about the scene. Um, I went up there once, and, and they showed me a really good time, and I basically just drank the whole board. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and then went to a wedding, was was late to a wedding because of that. <laughs> um, Priorities, man. You know, it's... Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they're doing well. They've actually started um, a pretty good barrel program. Uh, they have a, a beer now. Um, I think it's – I'm trying to look up on the website. It's um, – oh, yeah, Black Pearl. It's a, a black IPA they do. Um it's nine point five percent. They've started putting uh, bourbon barrels and whiskey bar- or, uh Yeah, bourbon barrels, wine barrels, all sorts of different things. Wow. Uh, yeah, they. they oh, have, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, obviously, the, the whole barrel program is kind of a requisite now, I guess, with a lot of breweries. Um, and they were yeah. late to the game, but they've done a pretty good job with it. And I've I've been lucky enough to try a, a few of the things that they've stuck in barrels, and they're. They're doing pretty well, and and they're one of the stalwarts of South Carolina. I think Palmetto is the oldest. Uh, I think RJ is number two, and Thomas Creek in Greenville is number three. So we've had a few breweries around for, I think, like 16, 17 years. Not that's that they- a good spread then. I mean, that's you know that's well before the kind of the boom of everything. Yeah, but I would say the probably about ninety percent of the breweries, maybe maybe not that much, but. Maybe at least seventy five percent of the breweries that we've had we have opened in South Carolina have opened within the past three to four years. Um, it's just been an explosion. It's been great. So you're close enough in the South. I mean, do you think that's kind of the general thing down there? So, like for example, I have family that live in Central Florida, mm-hmm. and I remember in 2012 before before I even moved out to Denver or anything, um, I was. Still, I was about a year or so into messing around with beer and loathing. We didn't even really know what we were doing yet, but I was paying attention to, you know, the craft beer scene and the numbers and stuff. And uh, my parents were finally starting to get into it. So we were driving down to Florida. And for this particular trip, we there was one trip, I think, later. We swung through Asheville, actually, and uh, got to check out a few of the things down there, which is pretty badass. But for this one, I don't think we did. Love Asheville. Yeah, um, but I just remember reading uh, my dad on the way down. I was like, all right, so what good breweries are in Florida? You know, what should we look for? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me look up their Brewers Guild informational panel or pamphlet or something. So I look it up on my phone, and I'm like, holy shit, there's nothing here. You know, I mean, <laughs> outside of like Cigar City at that point, this was, you know, a few years after they had opened. Um, and then there's some other ones like down south, but like as far as central Florida and Anything like that. I, I think at that time, I want to say the total states brewing, like the reported brewing was somewhere in like forty to 60,000 barrels. Uh, since they, they said not counting Yingling, since they brew a, a good amount of Yingling down there. Um, and, and I was like, holy crap, Dad. They brew, as a state, less than what Founders does in a year. 
in Grand Rapids. And he's like, holy shit. But, you know, now that's obviously changed. There's a whole lot more breweries. They've changed some of their laws too. And, like, my parents are down there snowboarding right now as we speak, and they keep sending me texts and stuff of, hey, we went to this brewery or this and this brewery, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it sounds like, you know, the southern states are kind of coming around. I mean, is that, do you think the region as a whole or just kind of a pocket full of states? I think it it kind of varies. You look at places like, you know, Mississippi and Alabama, you really don't hear much coming out of those places. Uh, yeah. G- Georgia is doing very well. Um, they they have some of the worst beer laws I've seen. They actually, they approved um, breweries actually being able to sell stuff to to take home, uh, and then out of the blue said, "Actually, we changed our mind. We we read the law again, and we we don't think you could do that. <laughs> nope, we um, don't like that actually." And, and, and they sh- they they changed their mind uh, a few days before I went to visit for a weekend. So oh. thanks, fucking oh my god, god. what dicks. terrible timing, <laughs> dick Fuck move, them. supreme. Um, and then obviously North Carolina is North Carolina. I mean they are they have some weird beer laws too, but you know, when you think of the southeast as far as craft beer goes, I think Asheville is on you know the front of everybody's mind. Yeah. Um, but but I think that a lot of the mentality of people down here is is still and this goes back to when we had the the fight over the pint law and the stone law in uh in South Carolina is that just so many people still think that alcohol is the devil. It doesn't matter what form it's in. It doesn't matter. They're just they're just absolute teetotalers, and they don't want to have anything. They, they, any expansion of alcohol privileges or where people can drink more is just going to lead to more drunk driving, more domestic abuse, more you know, fornication and hedonism. I'm sure exactly pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. But but. Back when the plant bill was being discussed, the original cap that uh, people were fighting for was 64 ounces, which would have been four pints. Yeah. And uh, legislators and uh, MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, got involved and said, well, we like 64 is a good number, but we are more happy with zero. That you, <laughs> they, they basically want to shut down every single brewery in the state. And the... the the happy medium they came to was three pints instead of four pints because 16 and less ounces is going to make a huge difference if you're chugging a 12% beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that last, that fourth beer after that third one, if you're draining doing like a power hour or something, it's just going to. Exactly. Not, so maybe they all have OCD, so they have to decide on something that's three. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a tough choice, but you it's can also number. do. You can do either three full pints or let's say uh, a brewery has 12 different things on the board. You could do three flights of a sample of each. So, I mean, there, there's combinations therein, but um, people don't realize how how big this is becoming. I, I, I found these uh, – the latest statistics I can find is, is from the end of 2014. Um, we had 20 breweries open in South Carolina. It was a 150% increase in a given year, um, and the the total economic impact uh, of twelve breweries was thirteen point seven million dollars. They employed one hundred forty people, produced five hundred five point five million dollars in wages, uh, oh, and yeah. the overall economic impact on the rise of craft beer was five percent to the entire state. So it, it's just 
It's crazy. We, we get about $254 million of economic impact from craft beer in South Carolina alone in a given year. So it's kind of it's, a big deal. Exactly. And people don't look at it as a job producer or, you know, the same people who rally against it are in favor of more small, small business and less regulation. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really make that much sense. They just look at the evil of it and are like, all right, well, this can't be good because it's just, it's evil. I yeah. Just, I just think of uh, the water boy and Adam Sandler's, you know, Bobby Boucher's mom, you know, foosball's the devil and just won't budge on that fact at all, you know? No, exactly. And we're projected to have an economic impact. This, the impact is going to grow to $70.9 million by 2019 with 641 jobs and $24.2 million in wages. It's So it's only getting bigger. And, and the South is one of those regions that's not really had the huge unsustainable growth that a lot of places in the country have had. So I mm-hmm. think that we're, we're really, no pun intended, we're, we're it's we have an untapped potential that we can kind of grow into and, and Hey you know. Nick, how long have you been waiting to say, to say that line? <laughs> untapped potential. <laughs> untapped potential. <laughs> you know, I, I try, I try to work in puns wherever I, can. <laughs> I, I, I always catch myself cause I say no pun intended when I actually mean a pun is intended. Right. <laughs> just, just call it out on this show. It's all right. Just say, you know what? This pun is intended. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. But here it goes. That's right. Jokes and jokes and jokes. I'm a, I'm a dad joke enthusiast, so puns are high on my on my radar there. Oh, absolutely. The more <laughs> the more the merrier. Oh, I had a question. No, I totally forgot it. God damn. That's what I'm good at. Way to go, Pete. Way to derail everything. Yep. Well, it was going so well. Oh, yeah. Ah, well. When you think of it, just just shout it out. That's that's probably what I'll do. It's, it's... that's going to be at two a.m. and no one will be around, and <laughs> Sam's just going to wake up and be like, "Fuck, that was the question." I got to be like, "Hey, Nick, I got it." And yeah. it'll, it'll hey, just be here. It is. This that's is what this I is what it is. Yeah, I do that all the fucking time. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, uh, Pete, should we uh, do some of our our uh, good questions now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Did you have any you want to start with, or do you want me to start with one? Uh, I have three for tonight. Um, I also have three, I think. Yeah, I do have three. Okay, I'll I'll go first. So, right. so this is the point. Have you explained this to Nick? This is the point of the nope. show where we well, okay. kind of, but not really. All right. Well, this is the point where we have a couple of just like goofy questions. In this case, we have three apiece to ask you. Um, just Sam does like a would you rather, and I do a would you rather with a little bit of a spin on it. Um, where you're just kind of forced into a situation regardless. But um, anyway, it's called good news, bad news. So the the good news is is you have somehow tasted literally the best beer you've ever had in your entire life, but the bad news is it's your friend's piss who will die if he finds out he pisses really good beer. Like you can't tell him, like, dude, you piss really good beer. We need to have that or he'll just die. So – how do you collect your friend's piss without him knowing or ever tasting it? He cannot taste it either. He will die. Oh, God damn it. So your friend can't drink his own piss, huh? He can't drink his own piss, and he can't even know that his piss tastes good. So I, so I have to covertly cr- collect urine from my friend. Yeah, and actually, you know what? I'll give you a little bit of leeway because I think it would be really funny if you served your best friend's piss his, uh, like, as a beer to him. 
Um, so, so he can drink it. He just can't, he can't know that you're collecting his piss for beer. Oh my god! Um, that's, I think that's the hardest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's done, guys. You can drop me from the call again. <laughs> this is what oh we get god. for letting Pete back on the call. I don't know, like, my my first instinct is to try to convince him that uh, he would have better aim if he peed in the dark. And so, <laughs> whenever, like, try to find some way to hide out whenever, you know, the close bathroom he was at. And whenever he decided to go at it, just... See no evil and don't risk any awkward eye contact. Exactly. Just how would like you... A- just have like a big bucket. I don't know how I would. This is a terrible. How would question. you tell him that? Like, how would you convince your best friend? Like, dude, I really think tell your piss, your aim in the dark is really good when you're pissing. So I woke up one night, challenged into a sword fight. I really had to go, and I, I ran to the bathroom, and I couldn't find the light. I was, I was about to, you know, about to bust, and I just went. I, tr- I finally found the light switch, and it was perfect. Didn't splatter anywhere. Nothing on the seat. Nothing on the wall. Nothing on the floor. Just perfectly in the bowl like no no wiping around the seat as a courtesy required it was all just there and then i try it again the next night and the next night and i was perfect every time so you should just pee in the dark yeah exactly that's you know it's it's encouragement i guess that way but then you still have to come up with the the retrieval fact you know are you gonna swap out a bucket somehow when he's peeing in the toilet or i don't know i could put like I don't know what's that thing like the cats have when they're if you train your cat to use the toilet instead of the litter box, you have like a litter box underneath the toilet seat that he goes into, and then eventually you take that out. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, please tell me you've heard of this. I sound like a fucking crazy cat person now. (laughs) No, I'm going to train my cats to piss in the toilet now. I'm getting one of those things. I'm looking this up. It's an actual kit where like if you want to train and i shit you not a couple of my friends have trained their cat to to pee in a toilet oh my god there's a cat so genie self-flushing cat box that's not self-flushing it's basically like oh that's a litter box that's... it's a litter box like you it attaches to the side of your toilet bowl and so they jump up onto the seat they use it and then they just jump down and go and eventually over time you take away the actual litter and they just go in the water. And so you walk in and you'll find like catch <laughs> or something floating in the toilet and you just flush it down. But you and you may just have to wait for your cat, cat to finish pissing before you do. Like, God damn it, dude. The cat's in the, right. to- in the bathroom. You walk I can't in, use it. I think I found it's called the litter quitter. That's something like that. Well, they, have them, at, they have them at PetSmart for $14. So there you go. PetSmart and litter quitter. There's a yep. free plug. Boom. And again, it apparently works. A couple of my friends trained their cat to do it, so. <laughs> so I guess in the in the in the grand scheme of things, you would enterprise on this fact of your best friend peeing, you know, brewery gold. The, the logistics, you know, we don't need to get into that, but you would, you would, you would. Uh, at if we had more time, out. though, if we had more time, I would want logistics. Like I would want to see some sort of contraption that you'd rig up underneath his toilet <laughs> we or do a something. Up episode. Yeah, be a product pitch. Here's I, how we're gonna I, capture my friend's pee. I feel Mixed like we should have like a we should have like a, a like a Shark Tank kind of pitch where <laughs> yeah. I we sit together. Hey, here's this idea. I got it. Come on. <laughs> have you ever had a best friend who pisses really good beer but will <laughs> die if he finds out? I have a product for you. I want to go on the show and do that now and have Mark Cuban just go get the fuck out. Just go. <laughs> just go. <laughs> who let this guy in? What the hell? 
<laughs> All right, Sam. Okay. I'm trying to figure out which one I should ask first. This one's just mean, so I'm going to wait. <laughs> oh, um, God. So would you rather squeeze Scarlett Johansson's boob or get a case of beer of your choice? Boob. Oh, yeah, my boy. All right. No, ScarJo's in my top five, so... <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. That was... Yeah. I We uh, asked this question really early on, and there's a few people, and someone was immediately... I think I said... I originally substituted KBS, and someone's like, yeah, I'll take the KBS. I'm like, really? ScarJo's boob? He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't need to squeeze a boob, and it was a big thing, so... I'm glad to see you say that with just confidence and no hesitation. No, no I would be I mean, on the exact same boat as you. You can get beer whenever, but you can only squeeze, scroll with your hands and boo. Right. So many times in your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I can do another one, Pete, since that one was really easy and quick. Sure, go for it. So would you rather have access to any beer known to man and be able to drink one at any time but once you do, it disappears forever for all of your friends and loved ones. Or would you rather be able to conjure the exact beer someone is craving on the spot, whether they know exactly what it is they want or not? So if, if I drank the beer, I, I could have basically any beer I wanted to, but as soon as I drank it, no one else I know could ever have it, including myself. Or yes. I could, if someone says, oh, I'd really like this, I can go... Snap my fingers and there it is. Yeah, or even even to the fact of like, you know, what, I really want a beer, but I really don't know exactly what it is. Or you, and you can snap your fingers and it shows up. So like, even if they don't know, you know, for someone who doesn't know what they like in beer yet, there's like, I really want a beer, but I don't know what. Are there consequences for option two? Like you can only use that once per beer, or is it just you can snap your fingers at any time and any beer shows up? Uh, I did not think of any consequences, so that's a good loophole, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the better option, because, you know, I'm not selfish enough to have a beer by myself and know that no one I ever, I know could ever have it again, if the option is, oh man, I'd really like this, you know, Kentucky Brunch Stout, and I snap my fingers and go, there you go. Boom, there it is. Or, God, what what Hill Farm said come out with this weekend? I go, I don't know. How about this and this <laughs> this? Bam. <laughs> yeah. You got to find a, the loophole hole that on the way to fix that would be to say that you can only do it once for any given beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good point. I'm gonna You're welcome. Add that one. Yep. There you go. So you snapped <laughs> your fingers and I didn't even know what I wanted, but I wanted a loophole close. Basically, that question is like, are you a completely selfish prick or do you like your friends and family? Well, that's exactly what I was going for. So, yeah. So we really found out a lot about you, Nick. We're we're glad you're on the good side. Thanks, guys. Yeah. You know, that's that's what we're all about here. So I have a question that's a lot like Sam's. Um, I guess kind of. Okay. So the good news is you have access to essentially any beer you want, despite its rarity, its price, its exoticness. It could be a, one of the first beers that were ever brewed. Like literally the first time somebody brewed a beer, you could taste what that was. The bad news is, is that to access that said beer, you have to eat funnel cake dog shit. Now, (laughs) how much funnel cake dog shit would you eat? And I, I want to put I want to put this on there. It's prorated. So if you eat an ounce of dog shit served funnel cake style, you get a growler. If you eat a, a pound of funnel cake dog shit, it's a keg. So on and so forth. Oh God. Um, 
So, like, if you just have, like, if you just take it and have, like, a bite of it, you'll get a pint of any beer you've, that you could possibly fucking imagine. Is this a one-time deal, or is it, like, whenever I want this beer, I could eat the dog shit? Yeah, you get, like, once a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be eating too much shit. You know, we got we to gotta look out for people's safety here. Oh, gosh. Um... God. I just want to know how much dog shit do you think you <laughs> would how, much, how much how much dog shit do you think is appropriate? <laughs> you know, I, I'd probably just go for the bite because having to take a bite of some, you know, would it be covered in powdered sugar? That's the question. Uh, yeah, actually, I was thinking it might be like served Oreo style. It could have crushed Oreos on top of it. It would still be dog shit served funnel cake style, but it would have crushed look, here's, here's Oreo the style. I fucking love funnel cake, and so the idea of like, okay, is this like crispy shit that's covered in powdered sugar, or is it just <laughs> is it is it a plate of shit that's shaped like a funnel cake? Because my mind is working. No, into- no, no is right now <laughs> okay so so it looks exactly like funnel cake it, it's breaded as such and it's as crispy it's just the interior is dog shit, dog shit. so in some of it's like some of it's like the really old white stuff that you find i'm breaking myself <laughs> I, I guess i don't know i'd probably go with just the uh just enough to get a pint to wash it all down. <laughs> so a nibble? Just a nibble, nibble, whatever, you know, however long that would be, I guess. If we're measuring in inches or, <laughs> or That's grams. true. I don't think we ever did. We, we we were going by weight, but how many inches are in a pound or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. we gotta, yeah. got to take all those all those bits and pieces into consideration. I'm going to go throw up oh, now, by the way. That white dog shit, dude. I see it all the time. Sam, I've asked this question like a thousand times, and I think I ask you to answer it every time, but can you please answer it this time? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, w- I would still always go for the bite just to see, one, how bad it was. And uh, was that still an option? Like you can take a bite as a prorated thing and then go for the whole thing? <clears throat> yeah, but you with this, it's more. I guess I forgot to specify this. I had it in my head. Obviously, I didn't write it down. So why the fuck would I do something smart like that? So basically, you have to specify before you have to like request it from this okay. mysterious vendor. No, so like, if you wanted only a pint, they would give you the dog shit required to receive a pint of any beer that was I, made. Throat. And I couldn't like ladder it up, like go up the ladder. Like, all right, I'm gonna do a pint for a bite. Uh, no, you get one time. If okay. it's not that bad, you have to wait. And for you, it's not a week. It's like 14 years. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, now that you've added those rules, I guess, to it. I'd, uh, 14 years, huh? I'd probably do enough to get me a week, whatever that would take. I don't know. It's it, I've eaten some really gnarly shit. uh, It would basically be him just crushing up a funnel cake into a softball-sized ball of shit that you could eat like. (laughs) Yeah, why not? I'd I'd try for a week. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna commit to an answer because that's what that's what I need to do is be committal. So, yeah, softball-sized thing of shit. Yeah, for a week of of beer, I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) I'm just hoping I get the beer that's strong enough to kill any nasty fucking bacteria that I would end up eating in in the dookie and that's what you'd have to do yeah protect yourself it's like self-medication gotta be sterilized 
in the well not sterilized that's never mind we'll move on <laughs> since i don't know the english language all right so uh pete do you want to do your last question or do you want me to do mine uh do yours i actually my last questions I, okay. i've asked them a so times nick i wrote this one partially um because like i said i followed you on the twitter and whatnot would you rather give up football or beer Oh man. Um, <laughs> God, I think I lose my man card either way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, man card's just gone. Third option, just give up I'd, your man card or what? You know, I'd, I'd probably go with football. Um, because I'm, I'm a fan of the South Carolina Gamecocks, the Atlanta Falcons, and both just hurt my heart more than. <laughs> Any team should so uh, and and beer never steers me wrong or at least not most of the time. So <laughs> at least at least the times it hurts you, it's short lived with those those hangovers. You know, it's not yeah not qu- quite as that lingering effect. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd probably say football. All right, Pete. If all right, so changing this one though, would you give up hockey or beer? <sighs> Um, <laughs> it honestly, I'd probably give up hockey. I think I like beer way more than I like hockey. As much as that sucks to say, like I think that's just the truth. Yeah, no, I, I'm on. I'm on both your guys' uh, level here. I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd find something else to entertain my time with. Yeah, since beer is kind of the constant like umbrella over my entertaining times, anyways. Yeah, that's the way I feel too. At least we're not a bunch of sports like fanatics unreasonably <laughs> well that's why we don't run a sports blog <laughs> no we leave that this is a beer blog for christ's sake yeah all right you can do your last <sighs> one Pete. that was that was my one that's my that was my soul crushing come to grips <laughs> with your alcoholism question <laughs> i never give up beer <laughs> no no i'm having one like prior for my cold dead fingers <laughs> okay i'm altering this actually as we speak um God, all of my questions have to do with shit and piss it's just <laughs> <laughs> don't ever want to mix that up you know <clears throat> i'm i just had to reword it a little bit okay so the good news is regardless of how much you consume alcohol wise in any given night you can make yourself completely sober at a moment's notice the bad news is, is that it only lasts for 10 minutes, and then you shit and piss yourself, and you are completely drunk again. Um, what is the best place to use this? When would you use this? It's only um, 10 minutes. Oh, jeez. Um, I was going to say when I have to go see my in-laws, but that's, that's, the <laughs> terrible, that's a terrible thought of having to just... Get that initial, like, okay, I'm fine with you, and then, like, bye for the rest of the day. <laughs> and have yeah, because it'd only be for, like, ten minutes, and if it lasted longer than that, you would shit and piss yourself in their house as well, and then be hammered drunk after that. Um, I would say on a Sunday morning, I wake up, I shotgun at least three to four, and then just go back into it for the rest of the day. Because then I I have that moment of clarity, and Sunday is a wasted day, is a garbage day anyway. If you're going to be hungover, you have nothing to do, so might as well just pound them while you can, and then just know that you're going to waste the rest of the day away. 
That is. That sounds like every Sunday I've ever had in my life. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> I think that's the first time anyone's answered that question with. Uh, I just want to just get a day out of the way. <laughs> just just yeah. call it good, and and move it's on. Like a weekday, it's it sucks to be hungover. Saturday, you can actually do shit. But Sunday, no one really does anything unless you're you know. The most memorable one that I've heard is if a cop pulls you over. And I'm like, that interaction lasts longer than 10 minutes. So then you just shit your pants and you're hammered drunk in front of the cop. Like, and also, if you're sitting sitting there going, come on, let's do the test. Come on, come on. I got it. Let's go. Yeah, they're going to be (laughs) suspecting you some shady shit. So, (laughs) this guy's demanding a field sobriety test. All right, let's hold on to him for a minute and see what happens. Yeah. Sir, do you know why I pulled you? Shut up, just do it. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I got a pan I got pants full of shit and I got some things to do, man. Let's do this. You get halfway through <laughs> oh, no. oh no, here it comes. And then you're out. <laughs> I would just hope you uh no, you know what? Not even not even gonna go down that route, but <laughs> officers of the law are doing their jobs and that is what they do, so boom. Don't want to shit on a cop. Sam, we run a beer blog for Christ's sake. We don't need the cops needing any more reasons to bust us if they catch us. <laughs> right. Well, someone did say they they appreciated the uh, the toilet humor. So I, you know, I'm just trying to please the please the masses. So I guess that's why I've done so many shit and piss things tonight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this episode should just be called shit and piss. It's <laughs> shit and piss. I don't know. I I like uh, the litter quitter as as a potential. Yeah, that one's good. That one's good. <laughs> that also gives us some options for images for the cover photo. I, yeah. I do like how I, I contributed my own shit-related topic to the uh, discussion. I know. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> that's all we can ask for is that our guests organically come up with some uh, some toilet humor, some piss ah. and shit of their own. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I, I try to please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nick, hey, uh, thanks so much for talking with us. Uh, it was awesome having you on, man. Yeah, thanks, y'all. I pre- really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for being on. And uh, for our guests, uh, as always, ch- please check out Nick's Nick's blog at uh, – oh, my God. It is Nick, Nick do you want to go ahead and tell your info since Pete seems to not know it? <laughs> uh, I was going to say blog, drink, repeat, but well, anyway. No, let's no. just edit this part out. Well, I actually – on topic quickly um one of my my nicknames is poop clog repeat <laughs> nice <laughs> that is totally on topic i was at a, a trivia night one night with a, a bunch of friends and unbeknownst to me a, a couple of my friends were on their own team and their nickname was poop clog repeat and they came out over the loudspeakers and i just died right there <laughs> laughing <laughs> those are good friends to have uh yeah and they <laughs> looked at me and i was like ah that's a good one um the, the, the website is drinkblogrepeat.com, and I'm, I'm drinkblogrepeat on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, just pretty much straightforward. Uh, so track me down and read my shit. And, and at Trivia, look, listen for Poop Clog Repeat. <laughs> if, if you hear Poop Clog Repeat, you know it's going to be a good time. Watch for the guy waving the corner. There you go. <laughs> or the nasty flag. Is that what it's called? Nasty towel? That was, the that was towel? way back to the Steelers thing. But... <laughs> we've, we've, we've come full circle, y'all. Hey, context. Yeah. Fuck you. Pete's got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
always looking to bring it full circle, even if it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, it's all right. Thanks for listening tonight. You can find us all over the fucking place on the social medias, including Instagram. At Beer and Loathing. Twitter. Also at Beer and Loathing. Facebook. Backslash Beer and Loathing. Facebook. I bet you know what I want to say, but I'm going to say tune in, get drunk, because that's the correct one. I meant to say YouTube. What'd you say? Facebook. Well, then... You just said YouTube there. So I said I'll Facebook twice. <laughs> I said Facebook twice. I, I wasn't even listening to you. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to focus on what I was supposed to say, not what you were actually saying. <laughs> well, uh, Pete, should we uh, do some of our, our uh, good questions now? Pete? Oh, no, we've lost Pete. We either lost him or he went to go pee. <laughs> Neither one would surprise me. Oh, this is awkward. <laughs> well, there's always got to be some awkwardness on the show. It's There's always something here or there. Yep, it looks like we lost Pete. Son of a bee. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. He might be coming back. This is why we can edit Hello? him in post. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know, but you made me look stupid. I'm like, Pete, should we do some real questions? And you're like, crickets. <laughs> I I went on this, like, I said, like, two sentences. Like, I was like, no, Sam will remember it, but it'll be at 2 a.m. And it'll wake up and no one will be there. And this podcast will be over and it'll just shout it. And no one will be there to hear him. You and said then it was just all of those things. And then, no, you said all those things. And then, uh, actually. And they just got really awkwardly quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Huh. Might just have to yeah, it went quiet, and I was like, okay. And then no one said anything. I'm like, Jesus, guys. And then it was like, Dunk, you've been dropped from the call. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Did they not like that joke so much? Yeah, anyway. you're fucking out of here, bro. Get out yeah, of here. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the last shitty joke you make, Pete. <laughs> that's that's uh, pretty much on par for our segues, though. Uh, wow. Should we uh, go into our, our fun questions now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. 